0: Good morning. So I'll do a little bit of talking and then we'll do a guided meditation. And I'd like to begin with a short poem. This is, uh, I, just, I love this poem. I'm sprinkling it in to a number of different derma talks. Maybe some of you have heard this. I think it nicely points to part of the practice we'll be doing today. It goes like this. While walking along the river, after a long day meditating on Vulture Peak, I watched an elephant splashing its way out of the water and up the bank. Hello, my friend, a person waiting there said, scratching the elephant behind its ear. Did you have a good bath? The elephant stretched out its leg. The person climbed up and the two rode off like that, together. Seeing what had once been so wild, now a friend and companion to the good person. I took a seat under the nearest tree and reached out a gentle hand to my own mind. Truly, I thought, this is why I came to the woods. What would it be like to consider the mind and all the experiences associated with the mind as a friend, as a companion. So often we're trying to force the mind or wish it were different, I wish I'd stop thinking about this, or I'm trying to get settled and my mind is going all over the place. So today we'll start loving kindness practice for oneself. We'll be building on the practice that we did yesterday, loving kindness for the easy being. And there's a way that we might consider some language we might use to describe this is this practice we're doing both like maybe a bottoms up and a top down approach again there's maybe those descriptors don't work for everybody but this bottoms up refers to this bodily knowing this bodily wisdom or the sensations or the feelings feelings in terms of like sense of openness or a sense of warmth in the heart center in the chest mean, there's just a sense of ease in the belly. And then there's always the top down is more of like a cognitive sense, maybe the phrases that we're using or the imagery sometimes using our imagination sometimes can feel like a cognitive exercise. Not always, but and as you're doing this practice, you might find that the bodily experience may be accessible and the phrases just feel like extra and redundant and burdensome. Or sometimes you might feel like the bodily experience is not accessible. There's, and so the phrases feel like maybe something has this certain rhythm that you can drop into and that can be a support. And so to just stay with this practice turns out not to be so easy. The practice is simple, but there's we have these habits of mind of wanting to, like solve the next problem, do something else. So what would it be like? Do this practice without any ambition. What would it be like to allow boredom to arise? frustration to arise? Last night I talked about freedom. Always feeling compelled to do something, having a lot of ambition is not freedom. Running away from boredom or irritation is not freedom. Freedom is to be with whatever is arising, with this openness and spaciousness and warmth. So if we have this idea that maybe freedom is somewhere over there, we might call it point B, and we are somehow here at point A. This is the fascinating and beautiful thing about meditation practice. How to get to point B is to be fully, completely at point A. Which isn't always easy. You might have noticed. And then I want to say just a few words about this idea of an inner critic, because sometimes when we do loving kindness for ourselves, this inner critic like gets in the way, protests insists that we shouldn't be doing this, or we feels like we can't do it. This way, this inner critic is kind of like constantly belittling us or diminishing us and, or the experience in some kind of way. So much unhappiness, so much dissatisfaction, so much dukkha associated with this inner critic when it's up and running. And part of what the inner critic might be saying that doing loving kindness for oneself is selfish or self-indulgent or narcissistic or something like this. I'd like to offer a different way to think about it. Loving yourself, holding yourself in care and warmth is holding yourself accountable to be the best you can be in your life. to be the best you can be in your life. So when we cultivate warm heartedness, tenderness, sensitivity to the whole of our experiences, the difficult, the hurtful, the triumphs, the beauty, It allows us to not only show up for ourselves, but to show up for others, to show up for the world and be the change you wish to see in the world. So we'll start the meditation, if you haven't already done so. Take in a posture that has some ease to it, as well as some alertness. This is part of the art of practice, is the ease and alertness. worthwhile spending a little bit of time with the posture. And then just connecting with the bodily experience. What does it feel like to be in this posture at this moment? bringing attention to any areas of tightness or tension. It might be that bringing some warm-hearted attention to the bodily areas of tightness, it might be there's some softening. Might not be also. Can you be okay? Okay the tension being there the tightness being there if it is present and then bringing to mind the lovable being the easy being I'm connecting with them. You might imagine them in different times of their life or it might be a specific memory or maybe it's a just a vague sense. But that doesn't matter just whatever supports a sense of connection or presence with this lovable being. There's might be somebody you know, but for some people also it it helps to simply start with pets or babies, kittens, puppies, Can we feel nourished by this connection? Can we feel supported? And if its sense of connection isn't there right now, that's perfectly fine. We can practice anyway with the intention to have a connection without forcing anything. For some people there's a sense of openness in the chest the heart center and then we can say the phrases as a support for this connection because the mind likes to wander so having the lovable being in mind May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you have ease. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you have ease. building on this sense of connection or loving-kindness in whatever way you're experiencing it to expand the experience to include ourselves just maybe making the sphere of loving-kindness a little bit bigger that we are in there as well. For some people, it's helpful to visualize themselves, maybe as a young person, even a toddler, baby, or as you are now, or maybe It's easier to just connect to the felt sense of being here now. And in the same way that we have this warm heartedness for the lovable being, to include ourselves, may I be safe. be happy may I be healthy may I live with ease May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease. You're welcome to modify the phrases if those words don't resonate, an encouragement to keep it simple and not to, maybe I'll just say that, keep it simple. Can you receive loving kindness? When we're doing loving kindness for ourselves, we're both sending and receiving. And checking in with the body. Seeing if there is a sense of warmth or openness or spaciousness. And allowing that to be a support. Allowing that maybe to be like a fountain. If it feels difficult, loving kindness for oneself, you can always go back to the easy being reconnect with that sense of warm heartedness. can be valued just staying with loving-kindness for oneself, even if it is not so easy or if it feels dry. Seeds might be germinating, but we don't see it or feel it, but we haven't given up on them. Of loving kindness for oneself. If you feel maybe a little bit stuck or a little bit like the tank is empty, you can also imagine that the lovable being is looking at you with kindly eyes. sending you loving-kindness and to receive that loving-kindness from them. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease.